I'm Shelby. And I'm a pup named Jampy Doo. <laughs> and this is formulaic? <gasps> We're back, babies. I was like, do I curse? Do I? No, because normally I get angry. Not angry. I get upset with Sean when he curses like right off the bat. I'm like, I have to bleep that out. Why do you have to bleep it? Because when the curse words, at least this is how Apple and even YouTube, now that we're posting stuff on YouTube, used to work. And I know YouTube still does this. Within like the first five minutes, they're like, do not have curse words. Oh, interesting. It helps the algorithm. They're like, okay, after five (laughs) minutes, you're fine. But the first, like, please just do us a solid. Right. So, because they'll play like clips of things or. Maybe. Or maybe because like people could be scrolling uh, or, like around and it like has the the captions the and e. then if it's just like hey fuckers, I don't care. I do it anyway. Hey you dipshits! <laughs> you dipshits! Listen to formulaic. A podcast in script writing. It's inside script writing. Uh-huh. <laughs> A podcast about the aspects of script writing. That's too wordy. <laughs> A podcast in script writing. So we're doing another return to Scooby-Doo. I'm so excited about this one. And there is a new one that it's crazy how Scooby-Doo has not turned this into a show. There is a comic book series called The Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries where it's Batman and not like old school Batman. Nightwing is in this mug, okay? So it's like new and oh, baby, you better believe they're commenting on that ass he's got. But you might not know this, Shelby. Nightwing amongst comic book fans has been voted as, like, the the best ass in comics. Uh, excuse me? I need to go Google something. Uh-huh. Go do it. Go do it, you freak. <laughs> so I would love to someday... Uh, Scooby-Doo style, write that. Like a Scooby-Doo Batman Mysteries, but as a TV show. And maybe, you know, we start pitching that around town. Well, but you can't... That's like... IP that's owned by certain parties. You can't pitch that around town. Okay. There's really only one. Yes. <laughs> we'll take the around town out and say, we'll start pitching that at Warner. Okay. I can walk over there. We'll print out a physical copy. You can walk to Warner? You see Wacko Dacky and Dot? <laughs> yeah, it would take like a few hours, but oh, I can walk okay. over there. <laughs> Well, I realized upon watching a pup named Scooby-Doo for this that I maybe have seen every episode and watched it all the time when I was a kid. And it might be the Scooby-Doo I know best. (laughs) Yeah, No, this is the Scooby-Doo. I think it's the greatest Scooby-Doo. And as someone who thinks there's no bad series of Scooby-Doo's, there's just ones that are amazing. There are some buttholes out there and Steve Barnes is one of them. That when I was, I just thought it was universally recognized. A pup named Scooby-Doo is the best Scooby-Doo. It's colorful. It's whimsical. It's the babyfication of things, which we'll get into in a little bit. But there was someone who I was friends with and like dated within my group of friends. So I was around them a lot. They loved Scooby-Doo, so I was like, hey, yeah, a pup named Scooby-Doo, and just face goes blank and says, I hate a pup named Scooby-Doo, or something along those lines. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why do people hate it? I I don't understand. I don't know. Oh, it ruined my childhood. No, it made it better, okay? Think of the Ghostbusters, but now they got boobies? (laughs) That makes childhood better, you chuds. Oh, yeah, I want to see a ghost suck a dick. No, I want to see a ghost who identifies as female suck a clit, okay? That's right, James. You tell him. So would you like me to get into trivia about a pup named Scooby-Doo? Please do. Because this time I came correct with it. All right. 
A pup named Scooby-Doo premiered on September 10th, 1988, which September 10th is my mother's birthday. Huzzah! She started listening to Shuffling the Deck slash Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling. So now she's messaging me things and I'm like, when did I say that? Because it was years ago. So this is the second of the Babyfication Hanna-Barbera productions. Most people only remember this one. Shelby, can you name any of the other, like, hey, let's take an old series and make them little from Hanna-Barbera? Uh, specifically from Hanna-Barbera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. All right, well... <laughs> We have 1986's... Rugrats. No, it's not Rugrats. That's Calaspico. <laughs> and Nickelodeon. Okay. 1986's The Flintstone Kids. Yeah, but dab, yeah, but dab, oh, yeah, but dab. I Flintstone Kids. Then it was followed by 1990's one. No, yeah, the, I wrote that down. 1990's Tom and Jerry Kids. Then finally, the format was perfected in 1991 with the epic series that is known as Yo, 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 Beautiful. God, Yo, Yogi rules. <laughs> is Yo, Yo, Yogi, he's a cool teen? Uh -huh. He's a cool skateboarding teen? Oh, that? yeah, you better believe it. And he's a part of the Laugh Squad, the Lost and Found Squad at a local mall. So they're just hanging out at a mall all day. Oh, my God. That sounds great. Uh huh. Oh, man. It's all on Boomerang. Go check it out. You can get like a free seven-day trial. So the show was developed and created by Hanna-Barbera Mainstage, not Mainstage, Mainstay, Tom Ruger. It's spelled like Freddy Krueger, so I think that's how it's spelled or pronounced. However... This was his last production as he and most of the Hanna-Barbera production staff departed from the studio after the first season to work for the aforementioned Warner Brothers Animation, where Ruger went on to create Tiny Toons Adventures, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, and more, as well as direct slash produce for so many of the shows during that era of Warner Brothers animation. During an interview with Nostalgia Critic in 2010, Ruger stated that this is the show, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, this show was what got him the job and his team the job at Warner. I'm just glad that it wasn't switching over to MGM animation. Am I right, R2? Yeah, whatever that means. Because uh, Hanna-Barbera started at MGM and then they were laid off the entire animation staff. And then uh. they're like, well, let's start a new studio. Who do we hire? And they're like, oh, yeah, the entire team that we were working with and have shorthand with because let's destroy MGM pretty much by taking on television. And boy, oh, boy, did they. Boy, oh boy, you love to see it, folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that if I do podcasts with you for long enough, I will eventually remember all of the Hanna-Barbera trivia that you spew at me. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> <sighs> it's it's the perfect style of animation, especially when you go into the 90s. Those new dudes like your Craig McCrackens, etc., Seth MacFarlane's, etc. They were just hitting different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I remember watching a pup named Scooby-Doo because I remember all of the Scooby snacks and mm -hmm. the boxes. Like, Scooby snacks feature very heavily in this show. Oh, yeah. The characters are much simplified. The episode format is pretty simplified. And it's also got an element of, like, asking the viewers if they can solve the case, mm -hmm. you know? Very proto-blues clues in that sense. But mm -hmm. I will actually say the characters are not simplified. They actually, Daphne finally has a personality in this show. Yeah, she cares about her boots and she is, says no to everything. <laughs> yeah, she's wealthy. She has a cool butler named Jarvis or something. Jenkins, Jenkum. So uh, 
it's just like because before she was just like, hey, guys, I'm here. We didn't really yeah. know a lot about Daphne, but now we know about Daphne. And what I, I mean is up? that the characters are very simple, like they're always going to be playing the same roles in mm. every episode. Like Velma hardly talks uh-huh. unless it's a case related thing. Yeah. And whenever she says aha or jinkies, Daphne will be like, Velma spoke. There must be a clue. Mm -hmm. Fred will always come up with random out there explanations for why this crime is occurring. And he'll always default to blaming red herring. Not always. There's one episode where he doesn't. (laughs) They break format. Yeah. Well, that's the exception that proves the rule. Uh Uh-huh. And Daphne will always like... She's really important to progressing the story along because anytime someone presents an argument, she's there to poke holes in it Mm -hmm. as a character. Because, like, if Fred says something outlandish, she'll poke holes in it. And if someone says something correct, she'll also be like, but how come all of this stuff? And that's the stuff that you would use to, like, prove the case. Am I making sense? Yes, I wrote down some change, like how their characters have changed from the original. Yeah. Which Shaggy, the same, but he has a sister named Shugi. Scooby, the same, but like their personalities are the same, but comes from a wealthy family and has an insanely large doghouse only on Mm -hmm. the inside, but on the outside. It's like the, that thing. The TARDIS from Doctor Who. Okay, I was going to say like. Morden Kyan's small hut or whatever that spell is in Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. Lita Miney's tiny hut. That might be it. <laughs> then Velma is quiet, soft spoken, but is spunky as all heck in this one. She mm-hmm. goes crazy for speed when they're going on their motorized longboard and she loves wrestling. She'll like pull out power tools and mm-hmm. shit. She's cool. Yeah, she's out there. Everyone thinks she's cool as hell, and she's, like, very small. Shaggy and Scooby are deaf main characters, and another variation that I saw from, like, the other formats we've done is, like, they're not wandering around finding these mysteries. These are happening to Shaggy and Scooby. Like, every episode, something happens. They run into a monster in Coolsville, where they live. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the same as original series stuff, except it's all happening in one town. Yeah. Then Daphne, as we said, finally has a personality, in my opinion. She loves fashion, things of wealth, has a butler named Jenkins who does all her undesirable actions like pratfalls. There was an episode where she said, oh, Jenkins, will you faint for me? And he says, yes, Miss Blake. Oh, and then faints. (laughs) That's fun. And Fred, I think this is the best version of him. He wants to be a journalist, loves fringe and the occult and supportive of the gang. He's constantly gassing up Velma and he has a beef with Red Herring. He's got a major beef with Red Herring. And at first it's like, what did Red Herring do to you? But then you... See, Red Herring's an asshole. Uh-huh. Like, he's just he's just a bully on purpose all the time. So, God, you know. <laughs> I wish I could be a bully on purpose. Why? Dominant fuckers. Oh, yeah. I think I would be bad at that. I'm too nice. I don't think I could make people give me money by yelling at them. If we had, like, a YouTube series, one of them would be... Who could be the best Dom? Because I think we would both be terrible at it. Because I'm like (laughs) a little sub of like, no, let me make you feel good. And then it's like, no, I want you to beat me. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, I think for a video, I could do it. (laughs) I could fake it. (laughs) Oh, wow. I think I I could do it. I don't think you can. (laughs) I've heard you so much on the ROM complex say, oh, I just want to fix them. I do. They're so sad. Make them happy. Please. (laughs) You'd be giving them therapy. Oh, my God. You caught me. (laughs) So a pup named Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. They've got some fun little things in here. I I really enjoyed watching this show. Uh And the theme song's awesome. Another thing that happens in every episode is (laughs) a song based around the monster that they're being chased by. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's really great. Do you want me to get into the outline? 
Yeah, sure. All right. This is pretty much our original Scooby-Doo stuff, but there are changes in it. So first, the gang is traveling to a location event activity or just there. There is narration from one of the main characters explaining where they are and why they are there. I really like that part. It just like it streamlines things instead of like them saying like, oh, we're heading to the ski resort to see the cool shit, right, guys? They're like, yeah, we're so excited to see the cool shit and here's why. (laughs) No, just do that in narration. They start to partake in whatever cool thing in Coolsville they have planned, but are interrupted by villains activity. We meet around three people, of which one or two will be a villain. One is obviously Red Herring, or a Red Herring, because originally it was that, but no. Red Herring's in most of these episodes. After meeting the first suspect post-monster reveal, Velma will find a clue, Jinkies, and Fred gasses her up like a good friend. However, sometimes <laughs> in earlier episodes, they will just flash clue, clue, clue on the screen to yeah. let us know, like, no, we don't have time for the Jinkies shit. No, this is a clue. We see that Velma's looking at a comic book. Wonder why? Well, that's up to you to decide, viewers. And then we'll wrap back around and tell tell y'all the clues later. So the gang is then fully introduced to the monster, meaning like all the gang is introduced to them. Sometimes it's just Shaggy and Scooby saying, huh, which makes them believe Shaggy and Scooby then start actively looking for clues. This could come before or after the initial jinkies. Narration between scenes happen to streamline plot. If Martin Scorsese can do it, Shaggy Rogers can too. (laughs) The gang is split up. A chase happens with a cool-ass song. I don't think I'll have time to produce one. Sorry, guys. You might be wondering why James say that. I had that written in there. And while discussing with Nicole what we're recording today, she's like, oh, you guys know you got to, like, produce a full song. I was like, nope, already in the notes that I will not be doing that. Further investigation happens where we find a third clue. Trap is created but fails only for Scooby to lick into it. I don't luck into <laughs> it's probably what it should say. Uh, villain is captured. Velma reviews clues. Freddy accuses Red. Villain is revealed meddling kids. And it ends with them, as always, just like Shaggy or someone says something along the lines of like, they don't stand a chance against a pup name. And then Scooby says, Mm -hmm. Scooby Dooby Doo. (laughs) Perfect. It's already written. Mm -hmm. And a few things to remember. We have like Commander Cool references, the Exaggerator, which is the magazine that What's-His-Face really likes that his uncle ends up buying. The monsters are very comical in this. They're Mm -hmm. not scary. And then there are at least two chase scenes. One of them will have that produced song. Sometimes both of them will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really, it's cute. I didn't really prep that much for this. I wrote down, I, I started writing down episode title names and i stopped after one would you like to hear it yeah beef monster from the back of the fridge oh okay so we have to think of beef monster from something else because i do like this idea there is a (laughs) sam and max episode that is just that it's like the monster from the back of the fridge okay Interesting. So like beef monster from the burger shack, beef monster from the bowl, like so, or beef, beef monster, monster from the from chum. my pants. Oh, oh, damn, dude. You got that hog? <laughs> you rocking it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hell yeah. That's how you gas up your friends, guys. I don't say like, oh, Shelby, oh, no, I actually hear you got that little peepee. No. <laughs> Humongous. Giant, hard to walk with, elephantitis <laughs> yeah. of the dick. I fall down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, not top heavy. You're not bottom heavy. You are forward heavy. <laughs> right, that's right. So <laughs> Gravity pulls you down just a little harder, Okay. I gotta swing it around and use it like a like a tail to balance myself, <laughs> like a kangaroo. Sometimes you're like a goddamn <laughs> Saiyan, but with your dick. <laughs> That's right. Okay. 
A beef monster from the bucket, <laughs> I like, where it's maybe they're at a slaughterhouse and there's just like these buckets that a beef monster comes out of. Oh, yeah. But then we'd have to have a slaughterhouse in the, in okay. the episode. All right. Beef monster I, I from- I do like this. Maybe, but that but that would make sense for a beef monster. So yeah. maybe I need to think about, maybe beef monster is just inherently going to involve something nasty. Well, I think Burger Shack would be good. Nicole and I did come up with some settings. So maybe some of these could work here with- Yeah. Because uh, Nicole was like very adamant about, and I think it is very good that- like a Craig's Cruiser style thing. Because I was thinking, what's the late 80s, early 90s stuff? And laser tag, go-karting, dirt bike mm-hmm. tracks, possibly a dojo. A dojo. Uh, it could mm. be. A, uh, we could make it dojo and say it's um the Kobe beef monster from the karate dojo. Or <laughs> it could be like. What actually do they have at a dojo would be like pads and helmets and it's things you hit and it crunches. Right. Wooden boards. They also like wordplay titles like there was one called Cheddar Alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheddar Alive. So that's like dead or alive. So beef. There's teeth. Oh, what if it's like wisdom beef? No, because teeth has the th, not the f, beef, reef. No, that's a reef. Beef reef. <laughs> it's a coral reef made out of beef. Yeah. The coral beef, and they're at the beach. The coral beef. And it's a, like, a gross, but then it's like, how are, how is it beef then? Because then it's like, just like a bunch of like fish meat coming up, I guess. Or it's them, thinking. that actually might be a, a storyline already. Maybe the burger shack nearby is like offloading all their waste into the ocean. But then it wraps around like, is this another environmentalist villain who's trying to scare them away, trying to clean up the stuff because it's all this beef, guys? I just had an idea. What's up? (laughs) What if it's a mist monster Mm -hmm. and it's at like a pageant? So it's like Mist America. Oh, dang. I like that. Mist Universe. Mist Coolsville. All right. I'm enjoying this. Gorillas in the mist and it's the band Gorillas. And the band Gorillas is yeah. there. Missed me with that bullshit. Missed me with that bullshit, I think, is a very accurate pup named Scooby-Doo title. Uh-huh. But no, I really like Missed America. We should just go with that. Missed America? Yeah. Okay. Missed America. It'll still be a beef monster. Because <laughs> they're like, we can't eat the beef. Maybe there's a sandwich at their cafeteria called the Beef Monster. Okay, yeah, we'll just do that. And like no one buys that. <laughs> no but then Scooby-Doo, the they're like, oh, we're going to have this. And then we could get Scooby and Dragolator because yeah, that's what oh, Scooby does a lot in newer yeah. seasons. And then he like wins and he's like, see, you can still like, and he's just housing the Beef Monster, winning right. every comp. I think the mist is like hairspray mist. Oh, damn. You're so good at this. Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is lovely. So we'll have. Okay, let me get settled in my chair here. Do we want it like the fog where it's like zombie pirates or do we want it like the mist where it's big old tentacle creatures trying to eat people? I was thinking the monster itself would appear to be made of mist. Okay. But what it really ends up being is like a complicated hairspray contraption. All right. And guys. That the villain has wrapped around their body. Just so you know, hairspray is so, so, so different than bowling shoe spray. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> We did do that already. But hey, Mist America, I love. <laughs> Mist America. <laughs> Mist congeniality. And it's Mist a, congeniality. It's a bunch of burger fat just congealing. Congeniality. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. What if it's shower mist? No, I like the hairspray. We're, we're good okay, with that. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you wanted, I thought 
it was, you know, too much like bowling shoe mist. No, no, from I'm our- telling the fans out there, no, <laughs> don't come at us. But okay. I, this is perfect because what you would do if there's 12 episodes in a season, one of our episodes, you know, the bowling one would go at episode two. And then, hey, so people don't think they're doing a lot of mist stuff. We put that at like episode 10, this next one. Yeah, that's great. You know, some stuff recurs. Uh-huh. And the mist was a very small part of the that last uh-huh, episode. Uh-huh. It just showed like, oh, he's floating. No, he's not. Yeah. Okay. So we've got our hairspray contraption. And then we'll obviously meet, maybe someone has like a relative or something who works at the pageant who like calls them in for the prop. Or usually it's like personally Shaggy and Scooby see the monster, right? Yeah. So who? maybe they're visiting... Oh, maybe they go to this place that has the the beef monster sandwich because they're like, this is the only place in town that sells the beef monster. Mm-hmm. And it also happens to be the Miss Universe or Miss America pageant. Yeah, it's at <laughs> the a... The Coolsville branch. It can't be a convention center because I go to convention centers a lot. But then I'm like, well, then where would you have it? May- oh, maybe it's like an outdoor one. Yeah. So they're at this outdoor, I you know convention set what would you call like a marketplace yeah a marketplace amphitheater 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 damn okay so they go to an anteater and it has magic (laughs) beans yeah and it's just sucking it up with its gross tongue Okay, then the it, the beans grow to a stalk, and they climb that stalk, and then up there in the clouds is the perfect place for the Miss Miss America pageant. Uh huh. And that's the mists are clouds. No, we need to go back. It could be a hotel. Oh, hotel's good in the hotel restaurant. Restaurant has the the beef monster. And you want to know what they do? They are having a, like many people in the mid-2000s, they were having a hotel party for one of their birthdays. Maybe it's Velma's birthday, and Daphne is treating her friend, saying, hey, I'm not going to get you a gift, but I will pay for this event. What do you want to do? And Velma says, hotel party. And they're like, huh? Hotel party. What? Hotel party. So just like a party at a hotel? Yeah. Yeah, but we don't even need to do that. Remember, we start out the beginning with narration. Uh So you could just have Shaggy be like, it was Velma's birthday, and Daphne asked her what she wanted. I said she could have whatever she wanted, so she asked for a hotel party. We didn't know what that was. <laughs> but we 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 did our best to interpret the two words she spoke. We know what jinkies means. We don't know what hotel party in 1989 means. So we ended up in the Coolsville famous something. Oh, Coolsville Hotel in the restaurant. The only place in town that serves the beef monster. We should call it the (laughs) Crystal Cove Inn, which is a reference to their later town when they redo. They're like, they're not in Coolsville anymore. We need that's campy. We can't have that. Let's have their town be called Crystal Cove. Okay, so there'll be the Crystal Cove Inn. Uh huh. And at the Crystal Cove restaurant, they get the beef monster sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum, yum. And that's why maybe there will be a line like, why did we choose this one? It's it's not really ritzy. Daphne will say that. Yeah. And then she says, well, I don't know. I left that up to Jenkins. And then Jenkins is like, I only knew ritzy places. So I left it up to Shaggy and Scooby. And they're go- they go, huh? And then Shaggy and Scooby say, oh, we chose this because it has our favorite. They have the greatest restaurant here with the best burger around, the Beef Monster. Yeah, Beef Monster. Oh, damn. Did did Lil' Cory just show up? (laughs) Oh, I was thinking they would also, like, the server would come out and, like, put a plate in front of Scooby. And then they, and they're like, a special treat from the chef and they lift it up and it's a beef monster flavored Scooby snack. Oh, dang. (laughs) Or is it a Scooby snack flavored beef monster? Well, the Snooby Snooby snacks, the Scooby snacks in this show all like they come in all these different flavors. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So it's like, yeah. So when he bites into that, what does he turn into? Does he turn into stuff when he? Oh yeah, he his... turns into a rocket ship. That's why he fell oh, into yeah, a bunch of right, bowling right. pins because I was <laughs> using a pup named Scooby Doo logic. So maybe that'll come in later when they need. Well, like, would you do it for a Scooby snack? Would you do it for a special edition beef monster flavored Scooby snack? Okay, so then he do- <laughs> the, the chef doesn't bring one out, right? Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, I guess so. I I kind of want to start it off with him getting a beef monster. Maybe it's so good that okay. like a like a xenomorph style thing comes out, but it looks like Scooby, like it pops out of his tummy because it's <laughs> a beef really monster. Good. Yeah, I like that. And so while they're having their beef monster party, (laughs) (laughs) they like see over in the side, you know, all the glamorous ladies. And then they like the glamorous ladies start like running and screaming. And they're like, oh, there's a monster. There's a monster. And Fred's like, don't worry, ladies. I know what this has to be. Red herring is in the dressing room or whatever. I think then like it and we hear like a no and we look over and red herring has like half a beef monster (laughs) finished, but he looks like bloated and he like cannot Mm -hmm. move. Like that's how like large he is now because he ate just half a one and Shaggy and Scooby have been pounding (laughs) these things back. He's like, ah. I couldn't even move today, let alone be some monster. And then Daphne says, ugh, he looks weird. Jenkins, roll him away. And they just start rolling him (laughs) away. And he says, you can't do this. And then Daphne says, I'll I'll get your bill. And he says, all right, roll away. (laughs) That's good. And I'm trying to think of like, Obviously, we need Shaggy and Scooby to run into the mist monster pretty quick. Maybe they want a specific sauce. It could be barbecue sauce, but it has to be like a very wild and outlandish, like a jalapeno pineapple cream cheese secret barbecue sauce. Yeah. Beef monster edition. And they're going, they're like, do you have any of that? And they're like, no, it was all brought out for contestants of the beauty pageant. So they go out there to get that. And then we establish already for the people watching that there is a beauty pageant going on. And it's been Mm -hmm. like verbally told to us opposed to just seeing the hotel. And it says like in big words, I I would like this big words, Velma's hotel party. And then in little letters, because, you know, Daphne has more money than anyone. So she's able to get the big like headline or billing. And then it says like Coolsville beauty pageant. (laughs) Right. Okay. so top build. We've got Velma's party. Uh And it's just them. Like she didn't hit yeah, no. no one else. Yeah. It's it's four kids, a dog, and a butler. Okay, so they're eating the beef monster or the beef monster. Yeah, they're eating beef monster, and then they're like, We need to get this extra sauce. Let's go check out the ladies at the beauty pageant. So they go over there. Everyone else stays at the table. Uh-huh. Shaggy and Scooby go check out the beauty pageant, see all the ladies. And then, you know, over in the side, they're like you know, spraying their hair and we're seeing all like the, the clouds and they they sneak over and see the table, uh-huh. like where their food is and they see the dip. But then like over in the side where all the hairspray is there, suddenly there's a mist monster and everyone screams. They go up and say they look at the table and they're like, yeah. hey, where is the the barbecue sauce? And this table's just full of like carrots and celery. And they're like, oh, we're not allowed to eat that sugary, fatty sauce. We pushed it out into the closet, like to the janitor's closet over there. <laughs> and they go into this dark corner, open it up. There it is. And we see the mist start to form behind them. And it forms in the corner, which is where like you would want mist to form so you could like sneak sure. out and attack people. But then Scooby and Shaggy are there and kind of mess up these plans to scare people. But, oh, people are still scared. So... It chases Shaggy and Scooby into, like, the room. I think, like, they see it, and they're like, "Ah!" Yeah. 
or maybe Scooby has a good schnoz and he like starts like the mist gets into his nose and he starts sneezing. He's like, uh, what's that? And then yeah. he says, Raggy, you started using Maraduct? And then Shaggy's like, huh? Hotel party? And then they turn around and they're like, mist monster. And I think the mist monster then is brought to attention to everyone in the room because they just scream it loud. There's no yeah. music or anything. Maybe there's a record scratch. Mist monster! And then all the girls just panic and just everyone flies out of the room. And I think... Uh, Shaggy and Scooby are like trampled because this is Tex Avery style type shit. Yeah. They're trampled and then they like float to the flat to the f floor. Then they like, froop, you know, get, <laughs> get whipped yeah, they, up. They get whipped up. And they're like, oh, huh? What? Harlem world. And then they turn around and then they see the mist monster <laughs> and they're like, mist monster. And then they run away. Okay, perfect. So they go out and they go into the back to the restaurant and they're like, hey, did you get your sauce? And they're like, Miss Monster. Miss Monster. And they're like, <laughs> uh, Daphne says, okay, is this like hotel party? <laughs> um, and that's where we have Fred accuse Red Herring and he's too big and he, we okay. roll him away. Hell yeah. Excellent. <laughs> okay, so at this point... We look for clues, right? Is that where we are in the yeah. outline? A clue. Be, do, be, do. Do, be, de, do. So uh. they're like, we can, because they're like, okay, this is a job for the, you know, Coolsville teen detective or kid detective agency or whatever. And maybe initially Daphne's like, there's no such thing as a mist monster. Of course. She's and, like, there's, monsters aren't real. And then like women... One of the judges of this beauty contest should be a famous fashion person because now we have sure. to start doing like motive and who could be the all these people. And like someone Daphne looks up to and she's like, oh, no, I did see someone. It was a Miss Monster. It's true. And Daphne's like, oh, my God, it's Marilyn Munchie and <laughs> she's like, yes, it's Marilyn Munchie in the flesh and I'm so scared of this mist. And Daphne's like, no, yeah, if she's saying it's real, it's real. Okay. So she's all in. So Marilyn Munchie is one of the judges, right? And she's a fashion thing. So we want it because like the Bad guy, obviously, is going to be someone who wants to ruin the beauty pageant for some uh -huh. reason. So uh, there's, like, someone who thinks, who's sabotaging it because they get didn't get in. Someone who is sabotaging it because they are a competitor. Or competing beauty I think pageant? it could be established that maybe Marilyn Munchie, she has the streak in Coolsville of getting the most beauty pageants under her sachets. And there's someone new mm. who's about. So maybe it's her doing it. So then we have to establish who's this new upstart who's about to dethrone her for most sachets. Sachets. Is that what they're called? No, they're called sashes, but you sashay oh, with sashes. that sash. You do. You do sashay with a sash. That makes sense. I should wear sashes more often. It doesn't even sound like a word anymore. Oh, well, I'd love to see you on stream, Shelby, because you're, you wear <laughs> a frog on your head and then you have a sash. <laughs> what would the sash say? I would say frog on my head. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Or just like Jimmy's number one fan. It would say Mist America. Hell yeah. <laughs> so they got to go into the hotel. So they got to go into that closet and that room area and mm -hmm. look around the hotel and maybe look around the different hotel rooms, I guess, looking for clues. We could do the stage itself for clues. Mm -hmm then the closet, and then we will eventually go to, uh, we got to follow up with Marilyn Munchie. Who's the upstart? We got to do the upstart. Who's dethroning those sashes? Clarissa Clarabelle. Okay, I like that. Clarissa Clarabelle. Yeah. We talked to her, and she's very nice. I don't think she should be the villain. Okay. But maybe her mother's a freaking tyrant. There we go. So her mother wants to sabotage 
Why? Yeah, why would her mother want to sabotage? Maybe because she she's like, she's tired of her daughter being more beautiful than her. That would be fucked up. Uh-huh, I know. But that's some <laughs> 1998 shit that you would get out of a pup named Scooby-Doo. <laughs> also, there could be someone who protests... <laughs> Who protests all beauty fashions because they're they're too ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could be it. <laughs> or it could be like a PETA person, you know, someone who loves yeah. vegan shit. And they're like, this is just like a zoo. If we don't want to treat animals like this, we shouldn't treat our humans brethren like this as well. And we this is very different from being a pro-mole activist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, I'm pretty sure. Outside a water park. Groundhogs are prairie dogs. You're right. You're right. So it's very <laughs> different, even more so. Or it could also be the hotel owner or hotel manager. The owner's like, no, we need to keep doing this pageant because it brings in a lot of money. But the okay, mist. Okay, the hotel manager hates it. Yeah. The manager hates it because it's they're, they get everything just a covered thick, in hairspray. Oh, yeah, <sighs> which means it would probably be him. Yeah, it's totally him. But all the other stuff is still there. The mom thinks their daughter's <laughs> more beautiful and hates that. And then uh, Marilyn Munchie says, oh, I, I'm just scared of what will I be? Oh, what will I be if I don't have my record? Sounding like a goddamn uh, Super Smash Bros player. Lovely. So they go out to, do they split up now or is the gang all together? Oh yeah, they, the gang should all be together, right? And they're like, let's go see what's, you know, going on over at the stage. And then Velma goes, aha. So she finds some kind of clue. Uh-huh. Well, she doesn't go, aha. In the first episode, she says, aha. Okay. In the first episode of the series. Well, that's on them. Don't put yeah, that yeah, on yeah. us. You're Sorry, she says jinkies. <laughs> and Daphne says, Velma said jinkies. Um, so what should so. the clue be to kind of be ambiguous? Like it could be any three of these people were either have met or are about to meet. Maybe it's like a list or like of past winners and stuff. So like, or, or like who has won the thing each year. So it's like this list of like, you know, the hotel going back through the years. Mm -hmm. Of, like, location, the Crystal Cove Inn, winner, Marilyn Munchie, you know, and it, you know, shows how many winners each person had, and it's always at the hotel. Yeah, I think we could do that, but simplify it where it's just a newspaper article where it says, like, the 50th annual such and such always held at this place could crown a new record holder. Okay, perfect. At, like to dethrone Munchie where Claire, Clairvoyance, whatever her name was. Clarissa Clarabelle. Clarissa Clarabelle. So then that's established that then okay. they can say, we talked to Marilyn Munchie. Let's talk to uh, Clarissa. And then we, 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 then they go up and start talking to her. So also, I think on that newspaper, it can also, <laughs> the manager, the hotel manager is in the picture too and looks just so angry. Uh -huh. <laughs> like the whole time. Maybe that's a smaller article, like, oh, yeah. that's there. And then there's a big, or maybe that's part one page of a newspaper. And on the other side of the newspaper, that, that's like one article with maybe like five others. It's unreadable. We just see the other one. But then there's another full page ad from Daphne for Velma's hotel Velma's party. Hotel no party. one's invited. <laughs> Do not show up unless you have a gift. Put it in the hotel mailroom. room. <laughs> So then they go up to talk to Clarissa Clarabelle. Uh-huh. They see her weird-ass mom. What would be a good name for Clarissa's mother? Cleo. Okay, Cleo Clarabelle, yeah. <laughs> and sorry, I got these ready to go. So they meet them and talk to them, and things get kind of weird. And then they get chased by the monster again. Yeah, in a sense that she's like slams the door. Maybe she feels yeah. a little 
Should it be like Daphne's leading this expedition Mm -hmm. because she's like, I want to help out my idol, Marilyn Munchie, so this show can get back on the road. And Cleo's like, I'm not going to talk to another pretty girl trying to tell me what I should be doing. And then she says, oh, you want to know what? You're right. Velma, it's your day. You lead it. Velma's the pretty girl right now. And then she looks down and then looks back at Daphne and just slams the door. So she like doesn't even talk to her. Yeah, like, doesn't. Uh, or maybe like Velma doesn't talk back. Yeah, I I think um, that's dumb. Don't include it, that. We gotta do the quick way of explaining. So they go talk to them, and Daphne probably is like. Clarissa Clarabelle, isn't it true that you want to win this competition and beat Marilyn Munchie? Basically, Daphne has this kind of outrageous accusation Mm -hmm. and Clarissa Clarabelle thinks it's kind of cute and funny and like, yeah, why would I ruin this pageant if I want to win it? (laughs) Yeah, it says that. And she's like, that's a good point. (laughs) And the mom is like, don't you think you've won enough? Oh, yeah. I, I'm tired of my weekends being spent here, just d- sitting alone with all the other sad mothers. I mean, the ha- I'm not a sad mother. They're sad. I'm happy. I'm thriving. Yeah, and she could say something like, and the smell of hairspray is starting to stick in my lungs. <laughs> and Scooby is also like, <laughs> you know, because he the hairspray makes him sneeze like uh-huh. it did when it was the mist monster. And then maybe she says that and she says, oh, I I need to throw on the air filter, the air purifiers. Please leave, slams the door. And then they're Mm -hmm. like, what the hell is that about? And then uh, Scooby starts coughing more. And then all of a sudden, Mist Monster appears. Yeah. Because then then it's like an indicator. Oh, is the Mist Monster around hairspray style? And then they're running and they they run into rooms and out of rooms and all of these other pageant ladies are running in and out of rooms being chased by the mist monster as well. Uh, <laughs> and then they will have to find another clue or or another trap or something. Oh, in one of the chase scenes, just a random John Waters scurries from one room yeah. to another because he, he did hairspray. Yeah, that's perfect. John Waters is there. Pia Sedora's there. <laughs> so uh, they'll ha- they end up at the manager's office, right? Or at the manager's office, and maybe they find another clue here. Yeah, I, I would say he is just like telling custodial staff, like, "Hey, you want to know? You can just like leave this week, and it's not like you can clean up what is actively being dirtied." Right. We'll just have to get this all done after this mess of a thing is over or whatever. And with any luck, we'll never have to do this again. <laughs> like uh-huh. He's just like. I think he like they walk like janitors leave and then the kids walk in. He sees Daphne. He's like, you're not one of those pageant prisses, are you? And then she says, no, we're with Velma's hotel party. And then he perks up. He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So what do you guys need? Because Anything they are, need. They are yeah. spending way more money than the pageant. And he says, oh, man, if if we had if we had even one more Velma's hotel party a year, whatever that is, uh, I'd be able to retire young. So I think it it can all culminate when they're like going to present the actual pageant or have the, you know, actual pageant. The mist monster is going to be there. They know that the mist monster is going to show up for that. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So they're like because the whole time they're like, well, why would the mist monster want the pageant to be canceled. Mm-hmm. So then they want to, they know they can catch the mist monster. So they're like, okay, let's set up a trap. Maybe they're going to like drop a curtain on them uh, on the stage or whatever. I think it should be a big. This is why we have Scooby go on. Like they've pretend to start it. Yes. But the first one on is just Scooby in the little outfit. Yeah. So uh, as they're talking to the hotel manager, they're like, hey, we're a mystery team. Also like, 
Daphne, I guess, paid you millions of dollars for mm-hmm. us to be here for a single night. We 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 would like to help you catch this miss monster. And he's like, oh, no, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. And they're like, no, like we want to make sure this is Coolsville heritage or what. It's a tradition here. So they're setting up like we have a plan. This is what we're going to do. And then it goes into uh, doing Scooby up and like he's coughing the entire time because he's all <laughs> covered in hairspray. But I think because we ca- you can't net a hairspray monster. You have to like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in Beauty and the Beast where the rose is. Is that yes. like that glass dome or where that? You got to catch it in a dome. Yeah, catch it in the dome, baby. Or you blow it with a fan. Oh, a fan would work too. Yeah, so maybe they think, okay, we'll put Scooby. And so they're like, Scooby, you got to go out there to trick the monster. So they're like, Scooby, you got to go out there to trick the monster. And he's like, Arr-arr. And they're like, will you do it for a Scooby snack? And he's like, and then they're like, will you do it for a special edition beef monster flavored Scooby snack direct from the kitchen? And then they revealed that. And he's like, whatever he says. And then he eats it. And then, yeah. And then he, that's when the chestburster thing happens? That's when the chestburster thing Okay, happens. hell yeah. And... <laughs> Cut to the stage. Yeah, he's performing. He's just like everyone's cheering, just loving him. Mm-hmm. And this would be good. Scooby does win, so both records stay intact. But then, like both <laughs> girls are like, should be we should we be worried about this dog now? I was thinking that they would just let Clarissa Clarabelle win, and like you know, because she's like still young or whatever, and still in her career. <laughs> Uh, or maybe like Scooby wins, but then Velma goes up to the pageant people, the judges, and whispers in their ear, and they say, "Oh, sorry. There's actually there's been a bit of a what? What do you call it when like something? Uh, there's been a bit of a mix-up. Uh, not error? a mix, like a, a a new development. Okay. We have found out that Scooby Doo has been disqualified for being." A dog. For being underage. (laughs) He's a pup. So they they get a fan set up and ready to go. I actually think it should be like an old Scooby-Doo fashion. They're trying to get the dome thing on, but that doesn't work. So Scooby has a fan to like blow hairspray. Or just hairspray out. So like he's not smelling it. So like... He starts sneezing and he's like, oh, got to turn this on. And like right when the mist monster comes to him. And then it blows it off. And then it's so then the mist is like only around their head. And we see they're like the hairspray attached to their body. And they're like, oh, we caught him. The mist monster. Great, great job, Scooby. Do you know who it is? Uh And Fred's like, it's Red Herring. And Red Herring is just still rolling down the aisle. (laughs) Still too full. And he just says, uh-uh, I don't have time. <laughs> What's like a food pun he could say? Or like a beef pun? Maybe he says, cut it with this beef we got, Fred. Yeah. Because I'm full of it already. <laughs> I'm so full you could milk me. What? <laughs> like a cattle. <laughs> like a cat. Listen. Uh, no, actually. We're just I, I like this, <laughs> but we have to do better wordplay. So it would be like. I ate so much of that beef monster, I'm practically a cow. You could milk me. There, that's like, because then it's not just like, that's like an A to D jump of, I'm right. so full yeah, yeah, you yeah. could milk me. I'm so but full he's not you full could, of milk. I'm so full you could milk me. I'm so post pregnancy you could milk me. <laughs> so. They catch him and then they have to, maybe Fred is also like, it's gotta be Marilyn Munchie to keep uh-huh. the whatever. And Marilyn Munchie's like, no, I'm right here. And and they're like, yeah, Marilyn Munchie was a, is a nice lady <laughs> and wouldn't sabotage someone just to keep her from, you know, winning a title. And then they like go over and wave the rest of the mist away. And Velma, you know, is like, it's the hotel manager. What's his name? Like, uh, Chris Cove? 
Sure. Because it's like the- Chester Cove. All right. Okay. Because like he's part of the Crystal Cove in Legacy. It's a family biz. Yeah. Crystal Cove is his grandmother's name. Oh, yeah. What were the three clues we had? The newspaper. The newspaper. Him saying, like, being pissed that they're there. Right. And the the mom, them talking about all the hairspray sticking to all the walls of the hotel. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, then she establishes that. Then we find out that he's been going crazy. There should be one more clue to, like, really solidify that it is. I think three clues is correct. Okay, all right. I just, I really like it when, when you can formulate, like, no, this was that guy. Maybe at yeah, the scene of the I crime. Yeah, I think we'll see him in the beginning, like, at the hotel party, maybe. We'll see him, like, he's the one who's like, oh, the pageant is going on over there. And he's like, when he's oh, being yeah. really nice to, like, so he's like, welcome in, hotel party, you know, being really nice to them and being like the beauty pageant over there. Like, he's mad about it. So I, I think that's, like... You know how people say, like, oh, it's the McCullum party, meaning you go to a place and it's like Mm -hmm. collectively that's the name. He calls them the Velma's Hotel Party Party. (laughs) Oh, yes. The Velma's Hotel Party Party. Yeah. So I think that's enough. Especially because in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, it's always just the one obvious person. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it usually is. I think it's because the clues and such make it the obvious choice. Right. So him being upset that they're there, him being yeah. ang- like angry in the thing, and then someone even mentioning that the hairspray sticks to the walls. And then again, this is another one where he's like talking about people having to clean mm-hmm. extra. Yeah. So I think I think we got enough in there. And then we find just... Um, his shoe at the scene of the... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then also, he's... There's a big sign that says, I did it, signed the, apart- <laughs> the hotel manager. So Scooby loses, and mm-hmm. then Clairvoyant wins. Mm-hmm. And the mom is like, fine. <laughs> Maybe Velma walks up to her and says, or Fred, someone goes, hey, we know you weren't the, like, villain. You weren't the monster, but you are a villain to your daughter. You, like, should respect her a little. And then they're like, I'm not going to listen to a child. And then maybe the the girl says, mother, I don't care how you treat me. All that matters is how the public respects me. <laughs> and then they just go like, yeah. What if we took it more wholesome and the dynamic between them is more like the mom is like, oh, grumpy, like a kind of like crotchety old lady who's complaining about everything, but it's kind of endearing. And when when Clarissa wins, they're like, hey, you know, you should be nicer to Clarissa. And Clarissa is like, don't worry, her her bark's worse than her bite. And the mom like hugs her or something. (laughs) She says, I just have an allergy to all this hairspray. Yeah, exactly. That's me. Nicole tables at this place called Demon Tap, and they have Uh like a wood burning furnace, it smells like, and that just fucks with my lungs. So the first time I'm like, okay, I I won't be able to stay as long as I usually do, but I can walk around. There's a lot of shops in that area. But this time, the person who puts on these events to mask that was burning incense and Mm. that I was like oh no I I feel like I'm going to faint if I stay here so I was able to be there a total of like 10 minutes I'm not a big incense head either Uh, I don't understand it it. I never have and since I developed this hardcore fragrance allergy it's just it's debilitating wow well anyway they Say, oh, it's the apartment manager, and they explain uh-huh. everything, and then he's Scooby like, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for your meddling kids and that puppy. And then Scooby wins, they're having a celebration, and then mm-hmm. it's like, the day isn't about this winner, the day's about Velma. Maybe Scooby says that, and mm-hmm. then Velma says, to be honest, my birthday's just another day, but... It's always eventful as long as the day is spent with my good friends, specifically my buddy, 
a pup named Scooby Dooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo. I'm like, that's the yeah. most we've ever heard Velma talk. Right. We could make it shorter. No, no, no I want yeah, it. I want it. it long. Okay, yeah. You could make it longer. <laughs> it's like a silent Bob moment. Yeah, that's sure. What? Does he talk? Shelby, have you never seen a, <laughs> a, a View a Skewiverse movie? I've seen Clerks a long time ago. Is that? Yeah. That's the yeah. first one. So, like, at the yeah. end of the movies is, like, he says, like, this very, like, poignant, well-written, amazing speech that, like, sums up the entire trouble that the main characters have been going through. Dude, you need to come on. We might start doing <laughs> This Movie's Gay again, like a monthly thing. And I've been wanting to do Chasing Amy, but I'm like, oh, we need yeah, someone. I've never seen it. Or we could do it for the rom complex, but we need someone who is either, I guess now like bisexual or pansexual mm -hmm. or a lesbian. Like, cause it's a very good movie that like people were at, in the beginning were like, this is great. Then it was criticized for like, oh yeah, she's just going to go to dick because it's Ben Affleck. But now it's like, no, sexuality's fluid. Like this movie actually kind of nailed it on the head. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, I'll check it out. I mean, you know I love a rom-com. Oh, yeah, and it's a good one. <laughs> well, did we do it? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we did it. R2, I did say, I was like, yeah, I, I'm down for writing this. If you want to write this script, go for it. No, <laughs> I got stuff to do. Da okay, all right, I'm going to be writing five pages a day, baby. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I've, this is a, I didn't do a health update. Man, the cold when it was like negative 20 degrees outside, it mm -hmm. fucked me. It was yeah. like, because I had to work on those days and then the train was out of commission just mm -hmm. without anyone telling us. So I was waiting for 40 minutes in negative 20 degree weather. And it just, Jesus. it destroyed me for like two days. And then I had to do it again, less destruction. But that all, like January was just a blur of like being not well. Yeah, that sounds horrible. So now I've just been catching up. Time to catch up. But speaking of catching up, you guys got to catch up over on the ROM complex. Listen to that show. That's right. Join our Patreon, patreon.com slash the ROM complex. We also got to enough members that we have James edit every episode. So it's really amazing. We're going to have him. Of the main feed. Of the main feed. If we get a few more, we can have him do the mini episodes too. How long are the mini out. episodes? 10 to 20 minutes, depending on what show we're covering. Okay, then, yeah, th those are, that would be like a 30 minute edit. Yeah. Unless you guys yeah, are really easy. constantly talking over each other. Then maybe <laughs> 40 minutes. A tee hee hee hee. So go over there. Patreon.com slash the ROM complex and listen to the ROM complex. Also hang out with me over at twitch.tv slash r2shelby2. Hey guys, I got a new single called Goods on Display coming out <laughs> February 23rd. Which our good friend R2 Shelby 2 has some uh, some nice lines on that bitch. Hello. It's very good. If you want to hear <laughs> Shelby say toss my ass, that's the yeah. song to listen to. That that's the only place to hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did find out. Did I tell you this? At first I thought Nicole didn't want to do that song because of like Catholic guilt, but it's because yeah. she didn't want like creepy dudes to hear her say want to toss my ass. Oh yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, uh, she's like, have <laughs> Shelby do it. I'm pretty sure they're okay with it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm I'm not a creepy dude, but I do want to hear you say in a song, Nicole, want to toss my ass. <laughs> the Nicole edit. Oh, yeah. Oh, please, Nicole, edit me. <laughs> Listen to all my music. It's real good. Please. It would mean the world to me. Listen to my other podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, you can listen to Mostly Speaking Sentai, Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, Death to Squids, Sweet Child of Time. This movie's gay on hiatus. It's been a few years of a hiatus, but we'll get back to it eventually. 
And there's a height of horror. There's so much stuff you can listen to for free. But if you want to support us the best way you can, this marshland media endeavor, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday. I think, yeah, this week it's already recorded. It's done from this movie's gay core winning. He is on that episode of the citizens of Townsville Z discussing Powerpuff Girls Z. It was a very fun episode. Both of us kind of like low energy, but we were hitting it hard with just wild shit. So if you liked the back and forth nature of this movie's gay, you're going to want to listen to that episode over on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. But if you'd like to support more and get a little more out of it, $10 patrons get all of that weekly stuff, but monthly stuff as well. We just put out, Sean and I got rip roaring high and did a (laughs) watch along of blue collar comedy tour, the movie. It is wild. The directions we go i have a i have an existential crisis while watching it because all of them look like father figures <laughs> sean just hated every minute besides the ron white stuff he's like this is terrible stand up fuck these guys and i'm just trying to like be lighthearted about it being like you might be a redneck if you know like if you identify as that <laughs> yeah and that's it also you get shout outs on every single free feed podcast as a ten dollar patron so Let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z. The Waz, Orion, Jordan B. The Chaos Witch, my Bickle brother in common law, Joshua, Jake, Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time, and Intro Void, mixing one of his songs, Get It Baby, my mother, Lil Corey's BFF, and now former roommate Shane, that fed, twitch.tv forward slash Corwinning, the aforementioned Corwin, and, oh my god, you know them from the ROM complex and a podcast and script writing formulaic style. <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash R2 Shelby 2. It's Shelby. Hi. And I've been James. I've been Shelby. Yeah. And we have written formulaic. Ooh, script Bye. style. <laughs> this has been a Marshland Media and OK Owl production. Produced by me, James McCollum. And me, Shelby Sweeterman. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com. Or OKOwl.com. And for the best way to support this podcast, please visit Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single week. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, yeah.